Auburn football's first spring under Hugh Freeze is going to be very interesting. Well, tell you why on today's Locked on Auburn. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does most Fridays when the schedule allows, Justin Ferguson. Happy Ferg Friday to you, my friend. Good to good to chat with you. And man, it's been a it's been a busy off season for Auburn already. And it's just going to heat up. And obviously, spring will be here before we know it. But looking at the roster situation and how Hugh Freeze chooses to manage the roster, we've seen that he is okay relying on the transfer portal, at least in the short term, because there are a lot of needs on this roster. But just for folks that are aware, you get 85 roster spots. Going into the spring, Ferg, it looks like Hugh Freeze and the Tigers are at 78, so short a little bit. But what's interesting, Ferg, is and different places have different numbers, but most folks either saying you're going to have 89 or 88 scholarships once this full 2023 group of freshmen come in. So there's going to be processing to go around. What do you think this looks like from a day to day, you know, practice in and out at spring? Yeah. I mean, I think you're banking on the fact that you're going to have guys who want to go elsewhere. And, yeah. you know, it's just not a, with the transfer portal the way it is now, you know, you think about process and you think about back in the day where it was like, oh, we oversigned and we got to get dudes out of here. Mm -hmm. A lot easier in the transfer portal era when you are over scholarship, when you may be over scholarship numbers like heading into into the fall because guys can go and play immediately. You yeah. know, you're not you're not like taking away a dude's chance to go play somewhere. Um, so it, it, it is really interesting because I would imagine there are some position groups on this team where you know, after you get through spring, you're just like, okay, where do I fit in? Is there a shot for me to get on the field? If maybe if mm -hmm. I'm an older guy um, and I'm not, you know, in in the key plans for what's going on for for uh, you know my side of the ball, then that's going to be a situation where you probably make moves. And I think we see this all the time in the spring. We look around, we see, okay, you know, this is where I stand. Maybe I can go somewhere else and play and play more. And I would imagine that's going to happen because right now you're in a good spot, right? Like you said, like you're, you're 85, you just need to be at 85 or below by the time fall rolls around. Right. right? And, 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 and as long as Auburn doesn't keep signing like a ton more guys and nobody leaves, they should be fine. But it is going to be interesting to see just kind of, kind of where it all shakes out because um, yeah, I mean, they have done a really good job, I think of adding talent to this roster but knowing good weather, well when you add talent, that means that's taking away p potential opportunities from other guys, especially some guys who might have been here for a while. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it a ton, and you guys have probably mentioned it on your pod as well, Ferg. But like, you know, th there are some guys who are just kind of expecting when they graduate after the the spring semester that a lot of people are going to say, "Hey, you know, like it, it probably makes sense for you to leave, but you can't transfer quite yet because you've got to graduate." Um, but outside of that, I mean, what are you expecting in regards to like, you know, what that process looks like? Do you just not play them as much if you're a coach? Do you not play them as much with the ones and twos and just kind of hope they catch it? Or do you think they sit down and have those conversations in Hugh Freeze's office and say, 
hey, you're not in our plans in 2023 and like you don't have a spot here. What do you think that looks like? I, I think you can pick up on it with, you know, where you sit in a depth chart. And like once you get to A Day and it's like, okay, this is where I this is where I am on this side of the ball. This is where I am in this pecking order. And yeah, like before everybody breaks for summer, there are meetings with the coaching staff and the players like, hey, this is what we're this is what we think of of you right now, or hey, this is where we, we see you at the moment. Uh, and then the guys have to take that information for themselves and and move on. I mean, you look at Auburn's roster, and again, with the thing with scholarships, it's like there's some guys that have gotten scholarships here in the last couple of seasons. You're like, okay, does that keep going moving forward? Like these former walk-ons that get converted. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, like, I mean, that's – I don't know. I don't know those answers. Um, but, you know, when it comes to counting, like does that, does that play a role into it as well? I'm looking at two specific positions where – I think, okay, there might be some movement and not wanting to like call out guy guys specifically like this dude or this dude, or this dude. Yeah. But I'm looking, there's a lot of linebackers and it's a position group that you added more talent with when you bring in, you know, Austin Keys, Demario Tolan. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of linebackers there that, you know, I mean, right now, the way I look at, at inside at box linebacker, you know, I got Auburn down with 10 guys right now. And then there could be some flexibility. Some guys could be kind of edge rushers and stuff like that. It's like, Oh, so in no particular order, you got Keys and Tolan that mm -hmm. transferred in. You got Cam Riley, who was a starter last year when he was healthy. Yep. Robert Woodyard. Yep. Wesley Steiner. Yep. Cam Brown. Mm -hmm. You have Powell Gordon in there. Do you have them? Yep. I have Powell Gordon there. Uh, Desmond Tisdall. Uh-huh. Gina Sante. Uh-huh. And then a guy that former walk-on, Jake Levant. Right. And He's so it's like, are yeah. you going to use 10 box linebackers this year? Probably not. I mean, you you, you are going to move any of those guys to edge. That was kind of my question. Is I assume yeah. one of those guys or two of those guys could possibly play edge if you don't get another transfer. I think for depth purposes, I like I like the potential of maybe moving Powell Gordon out there because mm -hmm. that is what he played in high school at Auburn right. High. And he was he was really good at it. I, I think that could be a position where he plays. But yeah, the, you know, do you have do you have a situation where every one of those guys in that linebacker room are like, all right, you know, I know my role and I'm going to be able to I'll be ready to roll with it. The other position group, oddly enough, is the position group where Auburn's added the most this offseason. That's defensive back. Like, I'm a big believer in, mm. like, you need as many DBs as you can get. Auburn's got 19 right now, right? And that is, like, even if you play, you know, even if you're going nickel package, dime package, if you're you're rotating a lot, you're, you're trying to be deep. Like, 19 is still a ton of defensive backs uh, to, to try to deal with. So, you know, it, when you bring in so many freshmen into that room, those older guys in that room, it's like, okay, where do they stand? Where do they sit, sit in uh, with that group? So those are just two position groups where it's like, there's just so much depth there that those are two position groups to me where you can be like, all right, if guys look around and say, you know what, I'm better, I'm better off elsewhere, or I'm going to go, I'm going to go into the portal and try to find if I can get some more playing time somewhere else. You could be completely fine. That's where I think things could get yeah. a little bit more balanced with Auburn. Cause you know, they're still going to try to, you know, they could still use another edge rusher. They could still use some help. Uh, on the line of scrimmage, they could still use, you know, help at, 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 at a wide receiver, you know, quarterback, mm -hmm. obviously. So, like, there is still some wiggle room, but those two positions in general, like, they are very, very deep compared to how many guys you usually play back there. Um, yeah. So that makes that makes me wonder just kind of what, what what that all looks like in the spring. It is interesting, though, because at the defensive back room, it's so we're counting corners, the both safety positions, and that nickel slash star position. It, there, so many of these guys are like freshman newcomers mm -hmm. and a lot of them aren't going to be on campus this spring. So like right. you have 
13 scholarship players on the spring roster. And then it jumps up to, you said 19, 18 yeah, or 19. Got, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty wild because those aren't the guys that are going to transfer, right? Like the freshmen come in, aren't, aren't obviously aren't going to be the guys that are going to transfer. And so, I mean, you look at some potential names that, you know, I'm not projecting as starters this year that I think are really talented. That'll be here in the spring. Like these are the guys that I, so I've got DJ James, Pritchett, Simpson, Kaufman and Scott as the starters. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the guys that aren't starting that are scholarship players in spring, JD Rim, Austin Osbury, Marquise Gilbert, Craig McDonald, Zion Puckett, Caleb Wooden, Caden Bridges. Like those are players. Like some of those guys yeah. are really, really good. And you want to keep those dudes. You, you do, but also you can't blame them if they're like, you know what? No, because you've got Kay and Lee coming behind me and like, you know, you're not going to like put him on the bench next year either. And so, you know, maybe they feel like they get more playing time somewhere else. Like that, that to me is concerning. Like, I, and I don't know what you do because they just, they probably, they're bringing in so many freshmen defensive backs that are going to be able to play pretty early. Yeah. And again, like you take as many DBs as you can get, but like, yeah. do, does everybody, is everybody going to be okay with that? Right. You know, right. It, it's, it's just natural, especially when you go through spring ball. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of figuring out, like, we don't know what the depth chart's going to look like. We don't know who is mm -hmm. going to be so, so weird because this is a brand new staff. Right. What does that look like at the end of the spring when guys look around and maybe say, you know what? Um, I have a better shot at playing time somewhere else or, hey, I'm about to graduate. I know I can immediately go pop somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, those are all questions that, 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 that need to be answered. And uh, the, the good news for Auburn, though, is, is that they're not, you know, they're not having to, like, run off a bunch of people or anything like that. They're still in a pretty good spot. They are. They certainly are. Justin Ferguson, our guest. All right. How many guys should we expect to leave after spring? We'll touch on that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by the number one sports book in America. Yes, it's our, it's our new sports betting partner for Locked on FanDuel, the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better because they have so many features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And if you're a new customer, and a new viewer or a new listener, you can join today to get started. $150 of free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you have to do is sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, player props. They've got it all. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Once again, place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose. FanDuel.com. Slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer, our guest today. And so looking at it, some folks are saying 88, some folks are saying 89. Regardless, four guys need to leave in order for you to have an eligible roster for the fall, right, Ferg? But also... I just got the feeling that Hugh Freeze is going to want to add more guys through the mm -hmm. May portal, maybe even a quarterback. We'll have to wait and see. But do you think that means like eight more guys leave, 10 more guys leave? What do you think that number is? Potentially. It, it, it'll be interesting. Like I said, the, the, one, the one thing I'm really curious about, about this whole situation is like, yeah, what happens to guys that get put on scholarship that were former walk-ons? Is that something that keeps going? Like, I don't, I don't have those answers. I don't have an official count. And I know yeah. there's some like 
black magic you can do with with counting and and guys that are eligible or not to, to see where where they can all end up. But yeah, I mean, I think I think there is going to be some more movement uh, for for this team, and it's just natural. Um, you know, also like you got to keep in mind with with some uh, some of these guys or a lot of these guys. You know, you look up and you're like, oh, this isn't the staff that recruited me. This isn't the position, right. you know, coach that recruited me. These aren't the coordinators that I signed up for. Not saying it's a bad thing or anything like that, but it's just like, okay, you know, if this has changed and I don't know, I don't feel like this is exactly what I signed up for, maybe you move on and, and, and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then if you want to look ahead to like 2024, there's 65 spots right now. If like everybody just stayed, nobody transferred or anything like that. And that seems a little low. You probably want that up a little bit. Yeah, you you're, you would probably bank on more more transfers just because it is the portal era. Maybe some NFL guys uh, going at that at that point. But yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting roster for sure because you didn't lose like uh, you know a billion guys on your team. Um, mm-hmm. You know you you lost uh, between the portal and the and and graduation and all that. I think it was like twenty five, which is kind of like a standard roll them in, roll them out class. Um, but you know, obviously when you have a new coaching staff and right. you're trying to put your stamp on and like, this is where we want at this position. These are the type of guys we want at this position. It, it does, it does make for some really interesting numbers. Yeah. And also like, are, is the NCAA going to roll that new rule that they kind of only put in place for two seasons, which seems that should be a permanent rule. Yeah. That should yeah. be a permanent rule of like, yeah, I, I don't think it should matter how many people you bring in. It should be how many people you have. Like yeah, it should be it's, yeah, as long no as they're not what. over. Yeah, yeah, I, I I do agree there. And, you know, there's been talking in the past about, you know, even getting rid of the 85 count and just being like, hey, you know, we should have we should be able to get as many scholarship guys as we can't afford, basically. And it, it it's a rich getting richer type of situation for sure. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's it's, it's one of those things where. Um, that's interesting. Is, is the is the biggest thing against that from like a logistics standpoint, Title Nine? I think Tyler and I will play a part. And then just like schools that aren't as, um, you know, schools that aren't as, uh, yeah, but the as financially well off. Yeah. The NCAA doesn't care about them anyway. True. It, it's the big conferences that are pushed. Like, and, right. and it goes beyond just like, uh, it goes beyond football. I mean, like, there's a push, there's a really big push uh, among the SEC to make um, baseball a full scholarship sport. Right. And it's like, okay, if you do that, you're going to have to, you know, counter with, um, scholarship sports on the on the women's side to jump, and, and that can definitely happen. I mean, there there are a number of uh, women's sports you could easily add. Totally, um, You're right. I was at uh, I was at LSU last week. Um, they've got a nice big uh, beach volleyball facility there, and that is a sport that's continuing to grow, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the southeast. And and I think that's a you know you can always you can always find it. I mean, there's when you're when you're dealing with a place like Auburn, I mean, you look at the you look at the TV money rolling in, you look at the facilities and all that. It's like yeah, the money's the money's going going somewhere, right? You know, it, the money's going to be always be in that it, it, uh, be available. So it just be very interesting because I think college football between NIL and the transfer portal, and I think just the NCAA is having to try to figure out ways to stay ahead of the curve here um, because they've have been playing from behind for so long. It, this whole thing can look a lot differently in a few years. Yeah, I do wonder how much if we will see more preferred walk-ons though, and just their NIL mm-hmm. deal includes yep. scholarship money. That's what baseball's doing at pretty much every major thing. Is like, yeah, I, I want to just make sure everybody has school paid for, and, and you're seeing that in Auburn, you're seeing that in other places too. So, like the Christian Burnett kid, like I just feel like he got NIL money. Like that's he's a preferred walk-on, but I mean he's got 
That dude can play. Like that guy's that guy could have played in a lot of places. Yeah, you're at the you, you're gonna have to be creative, I think, on that end. And I yeah. think baseball is a great example because you've been able to do that for forever. Uh, and also, like, um, it's, especially in some of those states where you know you can have you know full scholarships. You know, Georgia, you know, places with lotteries where mm-hmm. they're able to be like, okay, well, we don't have to give you a full scholarship, but you know, your school's gonna be completely paid for once right. if you come play ball here. That's right. Yeah, you're just getting money on the different side of it, and yep. you may have to make the payment yourself, type of thing. But um, Ferg, I'm seeing different people kind of have different projections about the starting defensive line. I want to kind of go position by position with you and see who you're guessing. Give me a way too early prediction for um, for that. Uh, today's Locked on Auburn brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall and also online at alumnihall.com. If you need to buy Auburn gear, swag, memorabilia, drinkware, it doesn't matter what it is. They have it, and it's all officially licensed, so you don't have to worry about it being, you know, the the wrong shade of orange, the wrong shade of blue. Is that Aubie or some other weird-looking tiger? You don't have to worry about any of that because Alumni Hall, they've got all of your stuff officially licensed, and it's it's legit. It's great. High quality, and uh, the customer service is great. There's always friendly folks working at the in-store places in Auburn, Opelika, and in Huntsville, but also at Alumni Hall Dot com. It's where I choose to buy all of my Auburn swag. It's where you should buy all of your Auburn swag as well. Once again, Alumni Hall, physical locations in Opelika. It's in Tigertown. In Auburn, it's off of College Street in Huntsville. I don't know. I don't live in Huntsville. But they have one there. I promise. And you also order online, alumnihall.com. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Um, running through the defensive line, the potential starting defensive line. Do you think Keldrick Falk starts at edge or do you think it's a veteran guy like Elijah McAllister that came in from Vandy? Or do you think it's the guy who's been in Auburn the longest Dylan Brooks? Yeah, that's, that's a fascinating question because it's wild dude. because a case I, for all three, you can make a case for all three. I think yeah. spring ball is going to be really fascinating for those guys on the edge. You know, Elijah McAllister is a guy that I think you look at in projection wise, you know, what he did at Vanderbilt, what he did mm-hmm. coming in, a lot like Marcus Bragg, where it's like the stats aren't going to blow you, you know, away. But as we saw last season with Marcus Bragg, like can make impact plays because he's a dude who's been there before and you need those kind of bodies. Kelvin right. Falk's really, really interesting. The thing with Falk that, that I'm, I'm curious about, you know, he got his fifth star from rivals uh, this week. He's an awesome player, obviously big, big time pickup for Auburn to get him. Got to keep in mind though, with him is that, you know, he's coming from a really small school uh, at Highland home, uh, go flying squadron. Uh, they, uh, and it's like that's a big jump to go from there into the SEC. Like, I mean, Dylan Brooks is a you know, Dylan Brooks is a skinnier guy, but like Dylan Brooks coming from Hanley, which is you know mm-hmm. bigger step. That's a big transition to make because yeah. you can be awesome in high school, and then you're going in and having to play dudes at uh, you're you're having to pass rush against offensive tackles are going to be playing in the NFL soon. Like that, that's a big jump to make. So it, it's it's very very fascinating to see where that edge rusher position goes. Um, because yeah, like you can make a case for all three. And like, if, if you get into the May window and there's a guy with, you know, a, a decent track record and you know, that, that how, say an Eculiota comes into the portal for you or somebody mm-hmm. like that, you could definitely see Auburn being like, yep, we got him. Like we gotta go, we gotta go get this guy. Um, so that would be another spot. I, I do think as rushers in a position where Auburn really, really needs, um, to, you know, do a really good job in the spring, but also I think they can add more, more. Yeah. I think there. they need one more. Yeah. I you feel, feel like it was get, one more. You could. Yeah. And again, if you could snap your fingers and get an Eculiota back or somebody of that, of that, of that, you know, yeah. kind of caliber, you'd be good. But yeah. Um, 
I'm very curious because, I mean, uh, Dylan Brooks has got so much potential. Um, obviously, you've got a guy in Elijah McAllister who you brought in for a reason. And then, yeah, like, uh, like uh, you know, a guy – a guy in Keldrick Falk who is, you know, one of the best recruits you've signed over the last, not just this cycle, but the last few cycles at that defensive line edge rusher position. Yeah. And, you, and you want to be able to turn that guy loose. Then looking at like the traditional defensive lineman, whether it's your nose, whether it's your three technique or your strong side defensive end, Marcus Harris is a starter. Feel good about that. That's about it, right? Like yeah. the, the battle between... Justin Rogers and Jason Jones, I think, is going to be very, very interesting. I think both players will benefit from that battle. I think both will play, but I think one will play more, obviously. And then, you know, the guys coming in, like, is Lawrence Johnson slotted in that same role? Is he a three technique? Yeah. Uh, you know, do they put Jeffrey Emba or, you know, Messiah Nis- uh, Nassil uh, Kite? Do they put him at like strong side defensive end? Do they put yeah. him as those Marcus Harris's big, backup? Those are big dudes. They're I big mean, the boys, fact, space eaters. The fact that Auburn got three transfer portal guys that are all three hundred plus pounds, yeah, kind of shows you where the direction might be going with that group. And if you look at Ron mm-hmm. Robertson's track record, I mean, I go back to uh, Dave Aranda's defenses at LSU. Uh, what they did is they get a big 330 pound guy over the over the center and just say, hey, you know, just destroy this person and then that just creates so much because you do so much when you're moving and um you're disguising pressures and you're doing stuff like creepers and stuff like that right having a big dude at the point of attack is that you mentioned jeffrey Embaugh. i'm really interested in jeffrey Embaugh this year because i think towards the end of last season when he was playing a little bit more it was really starting to kind of click for him yeah. mm-hmm. but then auburn goes and gets these guys in the transfer portal like what does that look like you know kind of where 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 does that off he number one juco player in the country you know, a, a cycle ago, very athletic, very big. I, I think it'd be very disruptive. I like, I like the potential of him and Marcus Harris and a big guy, whether it is an, a Justin Rogers or a Jason Jones or any of these other guys, like just coming yeah. in and just, just turning it loose. We'll make one more point though. Yeah. Starting defensive line. I get it. Starters are important. We all look at starters and it's great. However, I would have to imagine that you're going to see more, much more defensive line rotation for Auburn than you have in the last two seasons. That was the most of the, of the baffling things of the Harson era, one of the most baffling things to me was the fact that they did not rotate up front either year, right. uh, and they didn't really do it until you know Cadillac took over in November. Um, so yeah, I mean they've got depth there, especially in the interior positions. You got some young guys that they're wanting to break break in as well. Um, so yeah, like we can say, hey, Justin Rogers or Jason Jones or, or any of these other transfers mm-hmm. could be starters, but keep my, I think they're going to need all of them. I think they're going to use all of them, which is. A good sign because that's you know not doing that is is a death sentence in the SEC. But yeah, you know that guy's not there anymore. Yeah, Sunday mornings during the season we post all of the like PFF grades. Yeah, on, on Auburn Daily, and there would be times where we put the defensive one out, and it'd be like eighteen or nineteen players that played. And it's like that's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> you would look at you would look at the defensive line and be like, Auburn played five. Like they play like yeah. five or six against Ole They're Miss, all getting like seventy like, snaps. It's like like mm. what are you doing? Yeah, don't play 300-pound guys for 70 snaps, please. That's just right. not a good idea. Just That's not yeah. a good idea. And and you go back to, you know, everybody loves, and, and they should, the defensive lines in the Rodney Garner era, the Derek Halls mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Marlon Davidson's, and you go even sure. further back behind that. The key to those guys is that they were able to rotate, and then in the fourth quarter, they were fresh enough to turn it loose. That was That's just right. not the case. As good as Colby Wooden and some of these guys were, 
That's you know, it, it gets hard later in games, and so you you should have you should have a much bigger rotation this year, which is a great sign for Auburn. They got they're building the depth to do that. Edge rusher could use some reinforcements for sure. Ferg, what you got going on, brother? How can people give you some love and support you? Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. All of our newsletters, all of our podcasts it's, it's get sent straight to your email inbox. Whole lot of basketball and football going on right now. Big mailbag tackling both those topics out today. And uh, yeah, we uh, we've got we've got plenty of stuff going on. It's a great time to sign up. And we'll be getting closer and closer to the start of um, start of spring ball, which uh, you know I'm looking forward to because spring football is always a, a really fun time, especially coming around at the end of uh, a basketball season. So busy, busy time. Uh, AuburnObserver.com. Sign up there. It's six dollars a month or sixty dollars to get a full year. So you get two months free if you do the go ahead and put the full year out. Yep, worth every penny. I subscribe to it. Check it out, auburnobserver.com. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn.